Welcome to the Linked Up Church Podcast. We are passionate about connecting people to God, family, purpose, and community. Today, Minister Bernard Williams comes with a thought-provoking message entitled, You Have to Let Go. Get your pen and your pad ready, and let's go into the worship center and hear what God has for us today. Let's get into today. If you, um, if you haven't already, make sure to jump into the YouVersion Bible app or into the Linked Up Church app to get into these notes. I've got a lot of information. God always deals with me with a whole lot of information. So we're going to get through all this today. Y'all with me? We have been going through some amazing messages over the last several weeks, really since we made a, a shift as a church into faith and talking about faith and talking about grace and talking about the Holy Spirit. God has been doing some miraculous things here at this church. Um, when, when Pastor Gregory got us into Connect 40 and walked us through the foundations of faith, it was phenomenal. And we have had so many ministers that have been sharing over the last several weeks, um, just continuing to build on that foundation, continue to grow. Um, us in that, that, that foundation. In fact, if you missed this morning, Minister David did a powerful message on framing your world with faith. And if you, I'm, I'm telling y'all, like this, this message is going to be all right, but y'all need to go get that one. Make sure to make that a part of your devotion this week. Amen? And I was praying about what to minister this morning, and the Holy Spirit said, I, I love faith and I love grace, but I think it's important to talk about the activator. I said, okay, well, his activator is love, right? No, 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 no. See, the activator is love, and the activator is the word, and the activator is God's power, but I'm the stirrer. I'm the agitator. And so today, we're going to talk about the person of the Holy Spirit. But most of us don't know about him because... We don't let stuff go in order to get more of him. And so today I'm going to challenge you that you have to let go. You have to let go. Touch your neighbor, say, let it go. Turn to your other neighbor. This is, this is so funny. Sing to him. Think you be to let it go. <laughs> but um, all right. Our foundation scripture <laughs> is in John chapter 16, verse 7. In the New Living Translation, it says this. But in fact, this is Jesus talking. But in fact, it is best for you that I go away. Because if I don't, the advocate won't come. If I go away, then I will send him to you. See, one of the greatest hindrances to our ability to seeing our faith manifest is our inability to let go and receive. God has spoken everlasting truths about us and our circumstances, but many of us have been so beholden to what we see, what we've seen, and what we've spoken. God says that you're healed, but the doctor says that you're sick, and he gives you pills or she gives you pills and they give you a particular formula and then they add you to a Facebook group. And so you start to embody the sickness that has been spoken over you instead of receiving that he says you are already healed. Oh, y'all got to wake up with me today, 11 o'clock. We can't quite receive what God has for us because we're holding on to what we see. 
or what we've seen. Because sometimes what you're seeing, you're seeing it through the prism of what you've seen before. Right? Can I get somebody, not one of our ministers, we often get our ministers up here. I need somebody in this room that is interested in a health life lifestyle change. Like you kind of getting in the gym a little bit, but you trying to you trying to you trying to go higher. Come on, it's all right. Come on. Are you come on man? Come on. Come on, come on up. Thank you, sir. My wife did this. <laughs> he said my wife did this. All right. <laughs> And so, you said that you are interested in a lifestyle change, right? You're, you're believing that God is going to help you get stronger and get fitter, right? And so, what do most people, when they, most people when they say they're about to go through a lifestyle change, they, what do they do? They go to the gym. Why do you go to the gym? To work out, because they got weights there, right? And so, what we do is we go hit the weights. What I want you to do is just hold this. And he holds that weight. Now, he's going to continue to hold that weight, but believing in a promise, I'm standing in the stead of God right now, that I have something to strengthen you. But you grab the weight. But he says, I have something to strengthen you. And so, okay, I have to go grab these weights. Now, here's the funny thing. Cliff, as you're holding that five-pound weight, it's pretty light, right? But the longer you hold that weight, the heavier that five pounds will become. Right? It's starting to shake a little bit, is it? You, you, yeah. You. But here's the thing. God is saying, I have something to help strengthen you. But you're going to keep holding on to that weight. And the longer you hold on to that weight, the heavier it gets. The, the heavier that gets, the more you actually stop believing that you're going to receive the thing that's going to make you stronger. But God is still standing here saying, I'm going to give you something to make you stronger. How can you receive what I have for you if you keep holding on to that weight. Your arms burning? Not yet? Your hands getting a little tired? Just a little bit? Just a little bit? Okay. So I have something for you to help you get healthier. Will you let your weight go? Put it down. So he puts that down to get something greater. He has no idea what's in this. But if he would open this envelope, he'll find a $50 gift card to GNC. And a $50 gift card to Dick's Sporting Goods to get better weights. Because this weight wasn't going to get it done. Y'all missed it. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you. See, it stands to reason that you must let go of something in order to gain something greater. If Cliff didn't let go of the weight, I couldn't give him the gift. The longer you hold on to that thing, the more weight it places in your life. Now, here's the funny thing. Even God encouraged us not to hold too tightly onto the things that we've seen him do in the past. Whoa, wait a minute. Hold up. Wait, wait. I'm supposed to wait. Hold up. I'm supposed to let 
what God did for me not hold weight in my life? I'm not saying that. But let's hear what God says. In Isaiah chapter 43, verses 15 through 19, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. He says to the Israelites, I am the Lord your holy one, Israel's creator and king. I am the Lord who opened a way through the waters. Yep, I did that. Making a dry path through the sea. Yeah, I did that. I called forth the mighty army of Egypt with all of its chariots and horses. I did that. I drew them beneath the waves and they drowned and, they, and their lives snuffed out like a smoldering candle wick. I'm bad, y'all. And then God says, but forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I am going to do. For I am about to do something new. See, watch this. Not just am I going to do it, but see, I have already begun. That's a prophetic word for somebody. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness, and I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. If the Israelites kept holding on to what he had done before, they would never have made space for him to do things in the new space. Some of us, and I know God has done some amazing things in your life. He's done some amazing things in your family. He's done some amazing things in this church. He's done some amazing things in this country. But I am here to tell you that he does not do the same thing from one day to the next day. He goes from faith to faith and from glory to glory. And so if you're expecting him to do what he did yesterday, you are sadly mistaken because our God is doing something bigger than your eyes has ever seen and your ears have heard. You've got to start thinking like the amazing, incomparable God. So how do I stop limiting what God wants to do in my life? You have to let go. What are we letting go of? Number one, you need to let go of status to embrace servitude. You need to let go of status to embrace servitude. I hear Holy Spirit saying in my ear, the reason that some of you haven't received what you've been praying for is because you've been praying for it trying to get to a status. But you need to let go of status and embrace servitude. Our, our foundation scripture is actually towards the end of a really powerful example, a powerful moment in the life of Christ. Um, when I went back and studied it and I had to go back a chapter and then I went back a whole nother chapter and then I went back a whole nother chapter because all of this is happening at the Last Supper. Jesus is preparing them for something greater because he's got to go. And so when you go and look in John chapter 13, verses 4 through 8, so Jesus... I'm going to read that in New Living Translation. So he, Jesus, got up from the table, took off his robe, wrapped a towel around his waist, and poured water into a basin. Then he began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that he had around, them, around him. When Jesus came to Simon Peter, Peter said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you don't understand now what I'm doing, but someday you will. No, Peter protested. You will never wash my feet. Jesus replied, watch this, unless I wash you, you won't belong to me. 
See, here's a really powerful thing in God and in the world, and I want y'all to catch this. You will only be as successful as you are submitted. I know we on TikTok, we see all kinds of folks can mil- get millions and millions and millions of views, all this other stuff. You see folks becoming millionaires, billionaires overnight, but none of that stuff truly lasts. Have you noticed that the person that gets to the top real fast crashes even faster? It's because most people that get to the top really fast are not submitted. They're not submitted to their parents. They're not submitted to a boss. They're not submitted to a mentor. And many of them are not truly submitted to God. That happens both in church and out of church. Trust me, I've been around a long time. I've seen it. But you will only be as successful as you are submitted to God and to others. You need to stop trying to get to the top and get to the bottom. There's a really popular TikToker. I just talked about TikTok. But there's a really popular TikToker called Keith Lee. Anybody heard of Keith Lee? I know Atlanta. Some of y'all still sore about Keith Lee coming to Atlanta. That's that's, 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 that late. They should have let him in. Anyway. But the thing that's so powerful about Keith Lee's story is that he has amassed over the last year at least 15 million followers on TikTok. How did he do that? He did that by going to restaurants that were struggling and trying their food. And if he liked the food, he would say, yo, this food is really great. You should come and check them out. If it wasn't good, he would say, you know what, this food is not great, but... Maybe they should try this and add this, but I hope that they get even stronger. And whatever I can do to help, I'm here. He he positioned himself to be a servant to his community. So much so that people started watching his videos. He's actually from Las Vegas. I don't live in Las Vegas, but I watch his videos every single day. Why? Because it's not about the food that he's eating. It's about the posture of his heart. If he can serve his community, I'm asking myself, how can I serve my community? He went lower so that God could put him higher. Number two, how do I, what do I need to let go of? Number two, you need to let go of familiarity to embrace covenant. You need to let go of familiarity to embrace covenant. Again, this is in the Last Supper moment, and I saw this, this was so interesting to me. In John chapter 3, verse 21, I'm skipping around a little bit, but in in verse 21, now Jesus was deeply troubled. He's out here, they're getting the, the dinner ready, they're getting the wine together, and he becomes deeply troubled, and he exclaims, I tell you the truth, one of you will betray me. We all know who that was, right? Who was it? Judas Iscariot. There were two Judases. Make sure to be Be specific. It was Judas Iscariot, because there was another Judas there. He was all right. (laughs) A little bit further down in that chapter, though, same story. Peter starts asking, but why can't I come now, Lord? Because Jesus said, I'm about to leave. I'm ready to die for you. And Jesus answered, die for me? I tell you the truth, Peter. Before the rooster crows tomorrow morning, you will deny me three times that you even knew me. See, here's the thing. Ooh, I'm going to say this with as much love as I can. Some of you need to let go of the fantasy 
that everyone that's with you right now will be with you when you go forward. I know that's your homie. I know that's your boy. I know that's your girl. I know, I know they've been there. I know they've been, I know, I know they've been, that's your ride or die. But just because they were here in this moment doesn't mean that God wants them with you in this moment. And if you try to keep this person and pull them in this moment, you'll never get here. Ask Abram, who took Lot. Oh, I feel that. Because Abram had been given a promise that he was going to have a son, and he started getting old, and he had this little nephew that he kept around, and he started to treat him. He said, well, I guess God has made a mistake, so I'm just going to keep this one around me and make him my, like my son. And God told Abram to go to a whole nother place by yourself. And Abram said, but I won't lie with me. Come on, man, let's go. Come on, come on. And kept himself out of the promise until he let Lot go. Oh, some of y'all got a lot to deal with. That was free. Wasn't in my notes. That one was free. But some of you, yeah, some of y'all got a lot to deal with, but some of y'all got a lot to deal with. Some people are there for a reason. Others for a season, and even fewer for a lifetime. You have to learn how to embrace others according to God's purpose and not your comfort. But they, I like them, and we like the same things, and we, I mean, we grew up together, and we just, he, 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 we love the same TV shows. Oh, my God, it's amazing. But if they're not challenging you, if they're not holding you accountable, not to what they say, but to what God says, then that may not be a person that you need to walk in full lifetime covenant with. But here's a note. Even though I said you have to be aware of who you're walking with, it isn't your direct responsibility to determine who comes in your life and who goes out. Your responsibility is to learn to trust and lean on God as he orchestrates your pathway. Stop trying to figure out who has red flags and who has green flags. Stop trying to figure out who's worth your time and who's not worth your time. Keep your focus on God and say, hey God, what do you think of this person? I have two amazing daughters, Michaela and Avery. They're 11 and 10. One is in middle school. Michaela's in middle school, and she's getting all these new people to be around. And, and you know what I mean? And she starts to connect to new people. And some about these kids, like, they don't actually meet people. They meet them in, like, Roblox and stuff. You know what I'm talking about? I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. And so they'll go and add somebody and say, this is my friend. I don't know them. But watch this. They've gotten to the place now that they'll ask me, hey, daddy, are you okay if I add this person into my? Some of us need to do the same thing with God. You want him to bless what you want instead of asking him what he wants to bless. Ah. 
Number one, you need to let go of status and embrace servitude. Number two, you need to let go of familiarity to embrace covenant. Number three, let go of pride to embrace purpose. Let go of pride to embrace purpose. John chapter 14, verses 1 through 7. Jesus is still talking and trying to set them up. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and also trust in me. There is more than enough room in my father's home. If it were not so, I would have told you that I'm, I would have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you. Um, when everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will, al- you will always be with me where I am. And you know the way to go where I'm going. He's telling them, I got you. I have a plan for you. I have a purpose for you. Thomas opens his big mouth and says, no, we don't, Lord. We have no idea where you're going. So how can we know the way? I don't feel like I know where I'm going. Ooh, I need you to tell me now. Tell me the steps. I need to know. I'm in my pride. I need to know how this business is going to start. I need to know where my spouse is. I need to know what's going to happen with my children. I need to know. I, in fact, I want it my way because I want to ensure that, it, that it's exactly what I want. Then Jesus told him, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. If you had really known me, you would know who my Father is. From now on, you do know him and you have seen him. God's focus for you isn't for you to understand. Oh, I heard somebody's face crack when I said it. God's focus is not for you to understand. I need to know what my purpose is. I hear a lot of young adults and old adults. I need to know what my purpose is. He doesn't care about you knowing what your purpose is. Ooh, y'all don't like this. What he cares about is, do you want to know what his purpose is for you? His desire is for you to lean on his understanding and follow him. So I need you to stop trying to figure it out. Stop trying to figure it. You know what that it is. Ooh, y'all don't, ooh, way back in the back, I felt that. Like, I wish he would run on. You need to stop trying to figure out that. Whatever you've been racking your brain with, stop trying to figure that out. And start seeking after him. Because in him are all the answers you'll ever need or desire. Stop asking, God, which way do I go? And start saying, God, you are my way. You're looking at all this stuff on the news and all this stuff on, online and everybody's talking. This is my truth. This is my truth. God, I don't know which is the truth. Stop saying that. Say, God, you are the truth. 
Is this helping anybody? Yes. Number four. I know it's all right. You don't have to like it. It's good for you, though. <laughs> Somebody say, I don't like it. That's fine. That's cool. <laughs> Number four. You need to let go of the need for acceptance to accept his peace. You need to let go of the need for acceptance to embrace his peace. John chapter 14, 21 through 24, he's still going. Man, this is, this is a master class that Jesus did. Those who accept my commandments and obey them, they are, ones, they are the ones who love me. And because they love me, my Father will love them. And I will love them and reveal myself to each and every one of them. Judas, this is why I told you it was two of them, not Judas Iscariot, the other disciple with that name, <laughs> said to him, Lord, why are you going to reveal yourself only to us? And not to the world at large. Jesus replied, all who love me will do what I say. My father will love them and we will come and make our home with each of them. Anyone who doesn't love me will not obey me. And remember, my words are not my own. What I am telling you is from the father who sent me. See, the more you lean into the things of God, the less you'll be understood by those who don't walk the same path that you do. I'm not telling you that you should just hate everybody. I'm just, it's just me and Jesus alone. Woo, 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 woo. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is as you switch your heart towards the things that God loves, people that don't assign themselves to the things that God loves may not understand why you're making the decisions you are. This isn't an invitation to be exclusionary to those around you, but you have to understand that you are walking on a different path and embrace his perfected perspective of your journey. Stop waiting for everybody to agree with the steps that God told you to take. Stop waiting. Stop. Ooh, ooh. Stop waiting for the sources that you think are supposed to feed into you to agree with what's, well, if this is what I'm supposed to happen, then the bank will, will give me the money. What if that bank isn't thinking like you? And what if God has a whole other source for your, for your business to get started? Number five, jump ahead. Number five, let go of other sources to embrace him as your provision. Let go of other sources to embrace him as your provision. And I'm not just talking about financial. John 15, 4 and 5. Remain in me and I will remain in you. Catch this. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes. I am the vine. You are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me you can do nothing. Holy Spirit told me to tell you this. What fed you to get you where you are currently isn't enough to feed you for where God has purpose and design for you. What fed you to get here ain't strong enough to take you there. I know some of y'all are like, but I'm successful. Listen to me and listen to me well. God has a higher success in store for you 
What fed you to get you to this level, this level is below the bottom level of what he has in store for you. Some of us can't receive the new that God has for us because we're still stuck on yesterday's victory. I can't win a championship if I just focus on, I won in week one. Bro, there's, there's, bro, there's 17 weeks. I know, but I won in week one. Let's run the plays I ran in week one. They know you're going to run that play, bro. I know, but it was so successful. It was so, don't you remember everybody was screaming? It was amazing. Ooh. I know what we did in such and such year. It was so successful. Don't you remember when we did this? It was great. It was awesome. I would love to go back to that. And you're never going to because he wants to take you there. And if you keep doing what you did back there, right now, you'll never get there. Number six. Doing good. Number six. You have to let go of what you've held dear in order to embrace his gift. Mm. And now we're back to where we started. John 16. Verses 5 through 7, Jesus says, But now I'm going to go away to the one who sent me. And not one of you is asking where I'm going, but instead you grieve because of what I've told you. But in fact, it is best for you that I go away, because if I don't, the advocate won't come. If I do go away, then I'll send him to you. See, God can do more through your release than he can do through your holding on. I want you to imagine for just a moment, how many of you are grateful for salvation? Okay. About 56% of the room. Let's try that one more time. How many of you are grateful for salvation? How many of you love Jesus? Now imagine if you love Jesus so much that you didn't allow him to get on the cross. If he had not died, you wouldn't have an opportunity to live. If they had held on, no, Jesus, you can't go nowhere. If Jesus, and Jesus was fully God and fully human, I imagine he might have like lived a whole 2,000 such, such years. But there was more that needed to happen. Especially in 2023, if Jesus was really walking around out here right now doing the same stuff he was doing in Bible days, he would have been canceled. He'd have been canceled by the world. What do you mean I have to know sin no more? I want to do what I want to do. You're judging me. He would have been canceled by the church. What do you mean we're doing too much extravagant stuff and we need to connect with the people? Get out of here. (laughs) But as you surrender your precious pieces to him, the Holy Spirit 
is equipped to empower you for more than you could have held on your own. And this is the agitator that takes you beyond just where you are to the next level. Because when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, when the Holy Spirit has space to move and you let go, number one, the Holy Spirit brings justice. For all of you that are holding on to what they did to you and what they said to you and how they treated you and how they abused you and how they, how they messed you up, Unforgiveness is a tie around you, not them. And so the longer you hold on to that, I'm going to get my revenge one day. Not realizing that you've set a fire on yourself, hoping that they get smoke inhalation. But Jesus said, and when he comes, this is John 16, verse 8. When the Holy Spirit comes, he will convict the world of its sin, of God's righteousness and the coming judgment. If you would submit it to God and let the Holy Spirit get to work on it, you don't even have to tell them that they did something wrong. I'm going to make this thing personal. My wife didn't understand it, and now she is going to understand it. Because... This week, my wife and I, we have an amazing relationship. But sometimes in the morning, I be running real fast, and my tone gets real sharp. Is that only me? Nope. Okay. If it is, this is my confession. All right. And so I got all this stuff going on, and she's trying to get me to do something. It's just, uh, and I'm saying something. I'm saying something, and I mean it, but I'm not aware of my tone. The last four days, I get in the car, I drive off, and the Holy Spirit says, hey, hey, call her. Call her now. Tell her you're sorry. But I didn't mean nothing, I was just talking. I understand. Call her. Tell her you're sorry. I pick up the phone, and she, she's sitting right here, so keep me honest. I pick up the phone. I tell her, hey, babe, I just want to tell you I'm sorry. I, I, didn't, I didn't mean to say it that way. I was just rushing. That, w- that was really inappropriate of me. That, I, sh- I shouldn't have done that. The second time, the first time, she was like, yeah, that's right. The second time. <laughs> but watch this. The second time, she said, I didn't even hear it that way. The Holy Spirit brought justice that she didn't even know she needed. Some of y'all are fighting fights you don't need to fight. Let God fight your battles. Number two, Holy Spirit brings righteousness. John 16 verse 10, Jesus says righteousness is available Not because of me, but because I go to the Father and you will see me no more. Righteousness comes with this gift. There's nothing you could do to make yourself right with God. Ooh, 
There's no amount of church services you can go to. There's no amount, extra amount you could tithe. There's no extra amount of this. There's no extra amount of shouting run all around the room. There's no extra amount of servitude that you can do in the community that will make you any more right with God. But the Holy Spirit makes us right. And then out of making us right tells us, hey, you're already right. So let's start living like you're already right. So I don't serve to become righteous. I serve because I'm righteous. Do you see the difference? Number three, the Holy Spirit brings truth and wisdom. John 16, 13 says, when the spirit of truth comes, this is Jesus talking, after I'm gone, there's a spirit of truth that will come and he will guide you into all truth. The spirit of truth guides you into all truth. The spirit of truth guides you into all truth. I hope y'all catching this. He will not speak on his own, but he will tell you what he has heard and he will tell you about the future. I want to know what's next. Let the Holy Spirit tell you. And you can't hear him if you keep talking. Let go. But I have all these plans and I want to make sure that God, I want to make sure God hears all my, you know, he wants to hear the desires of my heart. He wants to be the desire of your heart. And if you make him the desire of your heart, he has promised to give you everything that you need according to his riches and glory, not what you think you can do with your own hands. Number four, the Holy Spirit brings glory. John 16, 14, Jesus said that the Holy Spirit, he will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. And this stood out to me because there are some of us that are so consumed with, I just don't want to let God down. I just, I don't, I don't want to mess up. I, I hear God telling me to do something, but I don't, I don't feel like I'm on the level to do it. And I just, I don't want to, I don't want to make a mistake. And I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to trip my foot. And I don't, I don't want to lead anybody astray. I just, I just, I don't want to make, I don't want to be a bad example. I just don't, I just don't want to make him look bad. I just love him so much, but I just don't want to make him, I just don't want to disappoint him. But if you would let go of your need to be perfect, and let the Holy Spirit begin to download through you, you will find that God will get the glory through what happens in you. Because then you'll be able to say, the truth of the matter is, I don't know how. I just said yes. And the next thing I knew, this was happening. And this was happening. And that was happening. See, all of these things are promised and available to each and every one of us. Those of you in this room and those online. By Christ, through the person of the Holy Spirit. But they are only received when you choose to let go. Can I ask everybody to stand in this room? Thank you for letting go of your comfort for a moment.
I'm going to invite you to close your eyes for just a moment. Because I truly believe that this was a prophetic word to many of you. Some of you have been praying about your next, your now, your family, your this, your that. Even as I'm speaking right now and you've got your eyes closed, you can begin to visualize it. You see that thing you've been holding on to. You see that thing that's been keep, that you, you, you just, it's been hard to let go of. Some of you, it's just a sense of control. I, I don't want to not be in control. But are you willing to let go to receive God? I already got God in my heart. Are you willing to let go of what was in order to receive what's next? Holy Spirit is here and ready to give you everything that God has promised for you. But he cannot pour it into a closed vessel. He cannot give it to a closed fist. And so I want to encourage you just in this moment. Some of you may need to just lift your hands as a sign of saying, I'm letting go. As your hands are going up, you may need to open up your mouth and begin to worship him. Come on, just begin to just create an atmosphere of surrender. Surrender is a bad word to some of us because it means I feel like I'm about to be violated in this atmosphere, in this space, in this time. You letting go will allow you to receive everything God has for you. You are safe to, oh, I hear you, Holy Spirit. You are safe to let go of your grief. You are safe to let go of your shame. You are safe to let go of your heaviness. You are safe to let go of your sickness. You are safe to let go of your bloodline. You are safe to let go of your shame. Those of you with your hands raised, repeat after me. Say, I receive what you have for me. Breathe in and release. Some of you just breathe in joy. Some of you just breathe in visions and, and dreams. Some of you just breathe in healing. I feel another wave. Say it. Receive and say, I receive what you have for me. Receive it. Breathe in and release it. Woo. Some of, I felt a refreshing fire in this room. Did you feel that? Thank you, Holy Spirit. In the book of Acts, in the book of Acts, it records that the believers weren't filled once, but they were filled twice. 
And some of you received the Holy Spirit, but you know you just haven't, you just haven't been, it's just been kind of a, a dullness. I believe that there is a refreshing in this atmosphere for you. If you're ready to receive that, lift your hands in this place and say, I receive what you have for me. Breathe in. Release. Father, we receive you today. Holy Spirit, we welcome you today. And we let go of everything behind us. We let go of everything that's held us back from what you have for us. We let go of everything that's held this church back from what you've had for it. We release everything that you've, that's held our families back from what you have for it. We release everything that's held our heart back from what you've had for us. And we receive your refreshing. Nothing is more important than you. There is no greater gift. There is no greater prize than the prize of you. Holy Spirit, I welcome you. We welcome you to infiltrate our lives. Have your way. We surrender all. It's in the mighty name of Jesus that we pray. Praise God. I trust that this message has touched your heart today. Listen, we don't claim to have all the answers, but we do know one answer, and his name is Jesus Christ. So if you don't have a personal relationship with him today, we want to invite you to do so. Or maybe you had one with him, but you've just gotten away and you're desiring to come back to Christ today. I want to lead you in a simple prayer today. If you would, repeat this after me. Put your hand over your heart and say these words. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that he died, rose from the grave, and he is alive right now. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and save me now. As a result of what I've confessed with my mouth and what I believe in my heart, I am right now born again and in right standing with God. In Jesus' name. Praise God, we are so excited for you. We believe that today is the first day of the rest of your life. Congratulations, we are so excited that you made the decision to get connected to God. Thank you for listening today. If this message encouraged or inspired you in any way, please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app and leave a review too. For past messages, updates, and more, please visit us at linkedupchurch.com or download the Linked Up Church app. You can also watch live services, view past messages, and see our dynamic content for children, youth, and teens on our Facebook and YouTube pages. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Linked Up Church. And if you would like to support more of what we're doing, you can give online at linkedupchurch.com or Text Get Connected to 94000. Thanks again for listening. Have an amazing week, and we look forward to connecting with you.